This is the Whole Shebang Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Whole Shebang, an education podcast about teaching and learning. My name is Patrick Kaplow. I'm a 15-year teaching veteran who is interested in exploring the varied perspectives of my talented teaching colleagues, dedicated students, engaged parents, and everyone else who believes in the intrinsic value of an education. So here we are, episode two. We're kicking off a discussion, a two-part series on course selection. We will call them part un and deux, just for fun. Uh, I plan on talking with WHS alum and some current and former students of mine about their thinking about course selection. Uh, Episode one is behind me. I got feedback on the website. This is incredible. Somebody actually listened to this, and I'm so uh, delighted that uh, I've had a couple of uh, pings. So uh, hit up the website or uh, shoot me an email if uh, I'll share all that stuff at the end of the episode. Um, if you're interested in uh, sharing your perspectives, I'd, I'd really appreciate it. So uh, without further ado, I'd like to first dis- uh, start one of three discussions that I'm going to have. Uh, the first one will be with a, a current student of mine who is a senior and he will be graduating from WHS. We're going to use a pseudonym to protect his privacy. We're going to go with Ricky. Um, so let's have a conversation about course selection. Um, thanks for thanks for chatting with me. Thank you for having me. So I'm just trying to um, kind of like get into the head of you know, what underclassmen should maybe be thinking about. And, you know, as we were discussing this ahead of time, you said, hey, there's so many different perspectives about course selection. I'm only one, which is why I'm going to try to interview, you know, three or four different students. Uh, What's in your head when you sit down to do course selection? I think the most important thing would be to think ahead about what you want to do later on life, what college you want to be going to, what career path, like what your major interests are. You need to find which classes you would most enjoy yourself in. A lot of students, I believe, kind of like sit back and like take take their high school career, their four years, like year by year and don't really look at it as a bigger picture of like what courses they want to be taking as say juniors or seniors. If you're a freshman, if you want to take say, for example, sports marketing, you need to be taking business management first, then marketing one, and then after those two courses, you can take sports marketing. There's a lot of courses at the school that are only offered with prerequisite classes taken prior to the enrollment of the desired course. So that's definitely something that underclassmen need to be looking for um, when they're selecting their courses. I uh, appreciate the kind of whole student kind of perspective that you're taking this really wide angle view what if you have an underclassman let's say a freshman who doesn't know what they want to do and so they're like well i don't know if i'm going into law or engineering or business or accounting and so they're like I, you know I, I just don't know what prerequisites to start planning what advice would you give a student like that who seems 
just unsure, which I, I actually think applies to a lot of students, especially when they're younger. I would say stick to the core classes. No matter what direction you end up going in, like for example, college is very specific. You'll pick a major and that's a very specific skill set and like educational um, ability in comparison to what we learned here in high school. No matter where you go, you're going to end up needing to have a basic understanding of all of the core classes. So if you're unsure of where to go, just stick with um, your essential math, reading, science, history courses. Just stick to the basics and you'll be fine later on when you start to figure it out. What, uh, let, let's finish with one last question. Um, this is going to be a tough one. What would you say uh, about classes that students might want to avoid? Are there, any, are there any classes, is there any guidelines that you would give to a student and say, avoid taking this class for reasons X, Y, and Z? So, it's a difficult question to answer because everybody is different. No, like, if you compare one student to another student, one student might say, oh, that class was terrible, but it could just come down to the fact that that student didn't particularly have a great relationship with that teacher. It could come down to that subject just didn't mesh well with that student's understanding and how to learn. The teaching style didn't match what the student best benefits from. So for myself personally, of course there are classes that I would stay away from, but that's based on personal experience. There's no student that I've ever listened to, any upperclassmen, where they were like, oh, you need to stay away from that course, it just didn't go well. Sometimes I would take that course and absolutely love it and have a fantastic time. So some students might enjoy biology a lot more and other students might enjoy American studies, who knows. Um, so it's all a case-by-case -case basis and there's no way that you can say that one class is just you got to stay away from. It's all personal. Thanks for your time today. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. So I'm here with a student who is a current WHS freshman and she's going to be a sophomore next year. She's in my advisory and uh, for privacy I'm going to call her Katniss today. Thank you for being with me Katniss. Thank you so much for having me. So uh, we're on the kind of precipice of course selection and so I wanted to ask uh, what's going through your head when you're kind of like vetting courses for your sophomore year? What kind of things do you think about? Well, I really want to go into something that I naturally gravitate towards because I believe in strengthening the things that you already have and are good at and seeing what things interest me as well and seeing how that schedule will work because I also want to have a study. Got you. Are you required to have a study or can you take eight full credits? I think you can take full credits. I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'm not super familiar with course studies. Okay. And so, um, what were some of the wild cards? I mean, as a sophomore, you certainly have a bunch of like prerequisites. You have to take American Studies, and so you have to decide what level you want to take it at. And the same thing for biology, and maybe your math sequence has already been decided by a decision that you made in middle school, so now you just kind of keep going. So, but what about the electives? Like, you know, there's, what are one or two of the electives that you're thinking about, and why did you choose them? Well, I really want to take ethics 
because I love philosophy and I just think it's the most interesting class I could ever take. Oh, that's fantastic to hear you say that. <laughs> and I would really like to take beginning piano because I just love music and I'm in chorus, so I love to sing. That's another thing that's hard about chorus studies for me because I take a language and I also am in chorus. Gotcha. So I can really not really take a ton of electives, which is unfortunate, but if I can get one elective in, right. I'm praying for ethics because I think it's such an interesting class. Right. Um, so what foreign language are you taking? Uh, French. And um, tell me about your experience in French. Like, so, so I have two sons. One of them is taking French at a different high school. Um, he's at Bedford High School. And so, so how long are you going to take French for? Are you going to take it the, I think the, the 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 kind of mandate is three years, or the yeah. high you know highly suggested three years of foreign language. You take it through French three, or do you think you'll keep taking it because you want to get better? You know, I kind of have problems with French, but I really want to get better at it because I just think it's a beautiful language, and the culture is so rich and deep there. There's just so much history, and that's what I really want to learn. Like, I didn't decide to take French just because I wanted to learn the language, as cool as it is. Because I do know it's a more challenging language than some other languages I could have taken. But I took it because I thought the history was so rich. Mm -hmm. That's kind of what drive me. What was like driving me. So I think, and hopefully, I'll take, I'll keep taking it in the future. But you know, if it does get in the way of classes that I really want to take, like upper scale classes, like ethics, I don't really know what they are. Gotcha. Um, I probably would kind of swap that out, unfortunately. But I do think it's a great language. Katniss, thank you so much for your time. Thank you. <laughs> I'm chatting with Maddie Jonas, who is a former student of mine, a WHS alum, took physics with me for a couple years, right, Maddie? Yeah, I took uh, honors physics and then AP physics too. So tell me a little bit about where you are now, what you're up to. Okay, well, I'm a senior at Union College. It's in Schenectady, New York. It's a small uh, liberal arts school, but it also has engineering, which has been really awesome and um, really beneficial, I think, to um, learning and having smaller class size. And then I, I don't know, I run a, I run an iced coffee blog. I run a Star Wars blog. Um, <laughs> I was in a sorority. I was president of my sorority. Um, I was chairman of the freshman orientation committee, so all freshmen go through orientation programs at their college for a few days, and so I was in charge of training all the mentors and running that whole program. Um, those those are my two big big involvement things here. I just keep busy with my friends, I guess. I don't know. It sounds like you're all in. I'm all in. I love it. I do wicked love it here. I'm a member of you know Society of Women Engineers, Biomedical Engineering Society. Um, Union Women's Union, just a bunch of different clubs. Oh, I'm starting a club called Union College Students for Gun Sense. Um, it's all about gun politics and trying to keep people educated on where, you know, where their legislators stand and stuff like that. That sounds awesome. Uh, I feel like you're setting me up for a, another episode to interview you about your club activity, which I think uh, is something students should know about, especially juniors and seniors heading off into college tracks and, you know, starting clubs and being social and being engaged are all part of the experience. Oh yeah. And it makes the, it makes it so much better if you have stuff to do outside of the classroom. 
So listen, I want to chat with you uh, about course selection in high school. I know this kind of extends into college because you do select courses, you continue to have elective opportunities, you continue to have uh, different levels of courses you can take even in college. But I want to focus mostly on your experience in high school. Um, now that you can reflect on that, uh, what, what motivates a student to choose a certain level of a course? Um, let's start with that question. Like, how would you, how would you advise a younger sibling? I, I know you have uh, younger siblings. Right. And so how, how do you advise them when you have these conversations about which classes to take? So in high school, I took a lot of honors and a lot of AP classes. I think my junior and senior year, I had all honors in all AP classes, um, aside from maybe gym. And I don't know. I think if you're on the cusp of choosing between, you know, CP and honors or honors and AP, I'd, I'd go for the more difficult course. Um, I think as long as you're willing to put the work in, I would definitely go for the harder course. And I think it prepared me better, um, especially freshman year in college, having had a harder course load in high school. I think that was one of the most beneficial things because when I came here, I wasn't shocked by the amount of work I was getting, but I suppose some other students must have been. Do you think that the higher level classes are in fact always harder? Is that is that a pretty consistent experience when you take an honors level class? Is it harder? Does the is the pace faster and do you have more work? Or is sometimes the difference in title only? And how do you compare the difference, you know, kind of a separate question between like CP and honors and then honors and AP? I mean, as far when I thinking back to high school, I mean, I had some AP classes who were that were easier than some of my honors classes. And um, I guess it really just depends on, I don't know, I'm trying to think, I guess it maybe depends on the subject and, you know, how confident you are in the subject. Um, and if you're, you're really into it, then you're going to have an easier time. But I think I think maybe in some cases it was definitely just a title thing, and kids were having the same sort of experiences in the in the CP or honors level versus me in the AP level, and you know they would have the same sort of assignments that were maybe just at a slower pace at some points, or maybe just graded a little easier. Um, so I, I guess you're I guess you're probably right that in some cases it is just title. But but not in every case. If you're just a ballpark, like say, you know, in how many instances or in what percent of instances would that be true? Like 80% of the time, you know, honors is definitely harder than, than CP in terms of workload and pace. Uh, I don't know what that percent is, but I'm just asking you to shoot from the hip. Neither do I. I think I think probably 70. I think more likely than not, it's, it's harder, but I think that there are some cases when you get a certain um, – teacher or a certain assignment that's happening in that class that's not happening in the honors class that might that might make it a lot more difficult gotcha how about um like strategies for course selection i mean freshmen and sophomores don't have a lot of wiggle room in high school there's you know for the most part their sequence is prescribed for them and they kind of get to choose maybe level differences but for the most part you have to take let's say as a sophomore american studies and biology and uh, you know, your math track is determined maybe on what happened in middle school. Uh, but by the time you get to junior year, what are some strategies that motivated you to choose your electives? Well, I wanted to look, I wanted to look competitive for college. Um, 
I think I think it holds true that if if you're taking more difficult classes then or if you're taking classes that maybe have to do with what you want to major in like I I knew I probably wanted to major in engineering so my electives were um like physics and AP bio but um if you want to if you think you're going to probably major in history then maybe take an AP history but I guess it doesn't always matter and you can always change your mind um but then those credits will transfer better like um, you know, an AP history credit wouldn't have helped me now completing school. Um, it wouldn't have sent me forward, but an AP physics credit got me out of, you know, a class. So sure. Because of the major you selected. Right, because of the major I selected. And of course right. it can change, but I mean, if you have, if you're set in stone going to be a physics major, I would, I would take AP physics classes. How about, um, and this is my last question. Um, how about, uh, like too many, APs. There's this kind of group of students where it's almost like this horse race for yeah. the number of APs that they can take. Um, what What was your perspective on the number that you took, and maybe some of the 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 kind of AP load that some of your friends took? I mean, Wyndham High School has, you know, I don't know. I think we're over half of students will take at least one AP right. before they graduate. So, what's your perspective on you know how much is too much? Um, let's see. I remember, I think at one point I was in, I remember we had A days and B days and I think, I don't know if you still do that, but on, we on, we do. Oh yeah. Okay. So on one of my days on my four block, the big block days, I had four APs in a row. And then the next day, the next day was, um, maybe two honors classes and then two study halls for senior year, something along those lines. Um, and, um, well, I'm trying to think. I mean, I remember staying up pretty late in high school and really just being miserable at some points. Um, I don't think there's any. I don't think there's any reason to just push push yourself past your limit. Um, as long as you have some APs on there, I don't think that colleges are going to say, "Oh, you know, she only took four. Why didn't you know? Why didn't she take five? But right, right. Taking um, a solid amount, then, or even just even just a few to see to see that you you're you're giving it a try, then. I think that's good enough. I don't think there's any reason to take a, a a crazy amount, especially if it's in a subject that you're not interested in. Like I would have never taken an AP history class. It just didn't, history has never appealed to me. And so just, you know, to take that class for the sake of taking a class, it wouldn't have made sense. And it would have just been extra work. And, you know, it wouldn't have applied to my major or done me any good. Um, but I took classes, I took the AP classes that I knew were going to help me in college. And they have because, um, you know, I was, I was ahead. I, in my freshman year and sophomore year, I did in the entry level classes, I had a really strong foundation because of the AP classes I took at Wyndham. So if you think you're going in a certain direction, I would definitely um, try to take those not only because it looks good, but also because it's going to, it's going to help you in the end. Maddie, I, I want to thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to share some of your experiences. I appreciate it. Yeah, no problem. Anytime. Awesome. Thanks so much. All right. Bye. Well, those were three interesting and different perspectives from underclassmen, graduating seniors, and WHS alum uh, to help inform current students on perhaps how to plan and uh, strategize for course selection. Next week, I'll be talking to um, a few more people, including 
an additional WHS alum and some other stakeholders. Um, and that will be in episode three, which is, I guess, technically the second part of this uh, course selection series. Um, don't forget, there's a website, thewholeshebang.teachingpodcast.com. You can also email me directly at thewholeshebangpodcast at gmail.com. And my disclaimer statement is, while we make every effort to broadcast correct information, this podcast is a simple presentation of views and opinions and does not replace professional consultation or represent the views or opinions of any school district, employer, employees, or affiliates. Thank you so much for listening, and I will see you next time.